0: Hello and welcome to the Business of Authority. I'm Jonathan Stark.
1: And I'm Rochelle Moulton.
0: And today we're going to talk about the gravitational pull of systems.
1: Ooh, a term we just coined in our pre-show chatter.
0: Yes. So we both have systems on the brain. We're recording this at the very beginning of the year. And Rochelle has come over (laughs) to the dark side.
1: (laughs) I have joined you.
0: Yes, an official Zapier user.
1: Oh man, I love that thing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. So, uh, so we've been talking about this, I think, on and off for at least touched on it in the last few shows. But there's a there's a flip side to this that uh, is is worth mentioning. It's worth talking about a little bit, which is uh, the sort of that there there are of course everything has pros and cons. And when you when you build up a system, it it creates tons of leverage for you. It makes things way easier cuts out all these, you know, especially for me, all the little administrative things that uh, I don't, I don't want to outsource and I don't want to do myself. And it's just like, eh, I should just be able to, this should just be automated. No human should be sending a receipt or welcome message for group coaching Mm -hmm. or
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: So yeah. And, and I've had all that stuff automated for a long time with, uh, I think it's 100% no-code solutions like Zapier and Moonclerk and Drip and Typeform and uh, Slack and all of these things (laughs) plugging into each other. That's so Uh, funny
1: because I I do think of those as coding.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because
1: you have to tell it what to do. So if you're a non-developer programmer coder type, you have to do a little bit, but it's still simple in comparison.
0: Yeah, it's more like plugging things in. Yeah. So, you know, and you need adapters and stuff. So it's not trivial, but um, it, it's, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm at the point where all of the 80, sort of 80 20 roll point where all of the low hanging fruit and the basic, easy, happy path stuff has been automated for a long time. But there have always been these little things that fall through the cracks that are, and there are enough of these different edge cases that it, it's annoying. Like that it's, it's not just mm-hmm. going away. Like there are certain times of year when lots of people from Europe need invoices with VAT information on them. And there's other things where like someone who's unsubscribed from my mailing list, but then buys something from me, doesn't get the delivery email because they're unsubscribed and therefore drip can't send them the email. And and you know there are people listening to this right now they're like oh but you can just you know there's there's an easy way to fix it it's like i know i know there's an easy way to fix it (laughs) i just never got around to it because at a low volume or a lower volume uh, it just wasn't a big deal but as i've created uh, more and more products and services and my mailing list gets bigger and more people are buying stuff the edge cases turn into like a non-trivial amount of really tedious administrative stuff so I'm taking the, the next level of complexity up instead of just doing it the easiest possible way where I'm starting to write some actual code to handle where I can put in more sophisticated logic to handle the specific cases um, when people need to get an email from me, not from Drip. I'm doing that now with you know my first thing and, and I'm looking forward to duping that file and, and doing it with lots of other things. But the point is I'm writing actual code at this point. And as I was doing it, I was like, "Oh, you know, what, you know what's going to happen here." I'm saying to myself, "Is like the the more of this I write, because it's tempting to go crazy. I want to. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to even use Zapier anymore. I'm going to do all, oh, you know, write all this code. And but I know, just I suppose, just from life experience, that that the more code I build up, then the and the more I've invested in a particular system, the more it limits my thinking about." What's not what's possible, but it's like the less I think about uh, things that would be hard for the system to handle, it has this, and which is hence the title, it has this kind of gravitational pull that keeps things the way they want to be. (laughs)
1: Yes, which may not be what you want to take you to the next step of your business,
0: right? Exactly. So, we've got this, it's it's a hammer thing, it's like I've got this tool. You know, if I build this giant machine, then I'll have this tool that can do all these cool things. But the things it can't do, not only will I be less likely to want to do them, but I might not even think of them because I've got all this inertia going in the other direction.
1: Yes. but And the thing is, I think that the same holds true for things you haven't necessarily automated but are still systematized. So mm. maybe it's the process you bring a new client into your world um, maybe it's not automated maybe you're still you know clicking buttons and sending emails whatever you're doing but that system still has a gravitational pull and when we were talking about this in the pre-show what struck me when you said gravitational pull was when my own va of 10 years left all of a sudden and like my, my first reaction was well let me just plug the holes so I, we can keep going and what's happened over the course of a few months and you know publishing a book and all those other things, is that I've started to relook at every single function. And had she not left, I would not have done that. Like, why would I? It was working. Mm -hmm. It was working. She was great. She made sure everything was done. So now it's kind of like everything's up for grabs. And I've made, you know, a number of changes, but it just really highlights sort of that dark underbelly of, hey, everything's working. I've got my systems in place.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. I think it's, it's certainly not something that would prevent me from doing it, but it, but something to keep in mind as, as certainly as I'm building these things, I it's so tempting to go nuts, but I know what that's going to do. You know, like, for example, there's a slight similar concept where there's this integration I needed to do with Slack that was really hard, like Slack didn't want to do it. So I was trying to force Slack into doing this thing that it just really, they either didn't want you to do it or it just wasn't supported. And I, I actually hired a friend of mine to write a bunch of Rails code and create like a little uh, Slack app that I would install in the rooms. And it had this complicated setup feature and I only used it once or twice a year because it was for TPS or yeah, usually twice a year, sometimes three, I guess, but, and, and you know so she wrote all this code i used it once and then slack changed the api and i never used it again it was <laughs> yeah. like i spent like i don't know how much it was like I, it was over a thousand dollars i think i mean it was maybe five thousand i can't remember but i, I used it once and yep. it, it's happened to me a couple of times where i where i built up this system especially for tps because there's a lot of work that goes into that and it lasts for 12 weeks but it doesn't happen constantly So I found that, I mean, I've done eight of them so far. So there's, so number nine is coming up and the system for that one, it's like I change it every time in a non-trivial way Mm. and it's, it's almost makes it harder. But the, the, I guess the interesting thing that I'm realizing at the moment is like most of the things, most of the other stuff I've been automating so far this year has been stuff that happens constantly. It's like these every day somebody's buying this or that or the other and it's this constant thing where where the pricing seminar is more like twice a year I've got this big launch and then I've got this big delivery that happens over the course of you know three or four months so it, it's almost like it's almost like that system is better on paper and I have a huge SOP for it yeah so it's almost like there's It's almost like creating, if I had stuck, I guess if I had stuck with the original code and didn't basically uh, discard it and just be like, well, sunk cost. I can't think about that. If I hadn't done that, it would be stuck. It would still be like that. Like I could have still used it, but there was just a new way to do things that was way better and easier. So I was just like, well, I'll just switch to the native way. But I, you know, there's something that was something about sticking with that because I spent the money on it. That would have been really creaky and old feeling about the experience. I think for the participants, if not, if maybe them too, but definitely for me, it would have been like this creaky old bad way of doing it because Slack didn't like it that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were working on their own version.
1: Well, it's also when you're relying on an external program. I mean, as you were saying that I was thinking about when I used Thinkific and um, I used it for a particular course. And what was great about it is I didn't have to worry about automating all the kinds of things that you do with a course, like, you know, watch this video, read this transcript. You know, you just, it was like plug and play. The only problem was um, that you couldn't, and it may have changed since I've done this, but you couldn't um, easily put your own branding on it. And when I say you, if you're a developer, you can. But I am not. (laughs) So I could not figure out how to do it. So I hired somebody to do it for me. And I don't know, it was like $1,000, $2,000, something like that to kind of get it up and running. And then literally three days before launch, they changed the freaking system. And so I've got to bring this guy in going, I don't know what's going to work and what's not. And by the way, that was also my first experience with Zapier. I had some zaps to connect people who signed on there with ConvertKit. And it was just a mess and we got it fixed and and think Ithic jumped in to help us because they got that you know they changed this without warning but what it meant was because we did something other than the usual whenever they made any kind of a change we never knew how it would impact mm. what we did and i finally said that's it i'm done i it's yeah. like i i just it was way too much work for way too little benefit and so that's the, the thinking now I could have not made that decision I could have just stuck with that because the system in theory it worked I mean it was this repository for for training and for um, people to interact and all of that but I never knew when it was going to break and when it would break it would be like a big break it wasn't like oh this little thing didn't fix it's like oh I can't get into the system for three days you know, and when you're in the middle of training, you can't afford to have three days with nobody in there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the dark side.
0: Yeah. There is a, I am super, super choosy about which platforms I'm going to go all in on. And then mm-hmm. I go all in on them. But man, is that frustrating when something changes out from underneath you. But so, yeah. So I'm really careful about like Slack. I have sort of a love hate relationship with Slack. Mm hmm because it it, it, on the one hand as a as a i guess as a user it's nice that it updates all the time but as someone who uses it for for, you know is trying to build systems on top of it it's so annoying
1: (laughs) (laughs) they move stuff around (laughs)
0: yeah like even so they change the interface around it's like well now i have to redo my welcome video you know yeah it's it's super frustrating it's uh, on balance, it's good. I'm glad that they they modernize the interface, but it does have this kind of, you know, if we're talking about the dark side of systems, that's an example. Yep. When when stuff that you're relying on changes, then it it messes with the system, and you're probably going to have to do something. So when you're creating the system, for example, it's important to. Uh, it's helpful to keep that in mind. So, you know, the next time I do a welcome video for, say, group coaching or something like that, I'll probably say something in there that gives me a little bit of an insurance policy that's like, look, you know, Slack changes a lot. The interface might look a little different than what you're seeing here in this video, but it's, you know, you're going to get the idea. And Mm -hmm. and having said that, I feel like it kind of, it would at at least give enough context. So if someone was looking at it and being like, wait a second, What's on his screen doesn't look like what I'm seeing exactly. You know, like the I don't know, like the edit bar is different, or the the sidebar is a different color or width, or you know, who knows, the search is in a different place, and it's all in there somewhere. But um, you know, it. But that's you can kind of like give yourself um, a little bit of future proofing, I think, by keeping in mind when you're building systems that stuff is going to change, and and building that into the process a little bit so that it's a little bit more resilient, a little bit less brittle as inevitable changes in the platforms that you're using happen.
1: Well, there's, you know, I I agree with your statement that, you know, you do a lot of research and then pick your platforms carefully and go deep. Um, But here's the thing that's really interesting is every app wants you to be there forever and i'm thinking of freshbooks as an example so freshbooks has a thing now you've always been able um to copy you know attach a copy of the actual receipt for an expense in it um mm-hmm. but now they have something where you can grab your phone scan it and upload it so in theory That would be a great thing for me when I have, you know, an expense somewhere because, you know, it runs, I use a debit card, so it runs directly through the account. So there's there, but I want the paper in case I'm ever audited. I want to be able to have that piece of paper. I don't upload that to FreshBooks because I don't want to be beholden to them and whatever changes they make. So those copies go someplace else that is safe and accessible for, you know, the minimum seven to 10 years that we're required to keep those records. So yeah, I know you're, I can just picture you, you're like, oh God, I don't even want to talk about that. But that's the Uh, kind of point that I'm making is that the, the thing that makes some of these apps so wonderful is how comprehensive they are. You just have to Ensure that you're protected if something really bad happens um, And that there's an upside, you know aside from whatever the momentary use of of that platform is
0: Yeah, that's a great point. So um, So when yeah, when I say when I pick a platform, I think I said I go all in on it What I mean what I mean by that is like I just I, I say I just suck it up and I'm like, okay The thing's gonna evolve and I'm just gonna deal with it as it evolves but also it means that i really learn how to use it or i try to so yeah. I become a fairly high level power user of the thing so so that i'm really getting my money out of it and i know or at least it's reasonably a high degree of certainty that i'm not doing things in a in a, a way that would be much harder than you know a better way you know there's maybe three ways mm-hmm. to do things i only know the hard way and there's <laughs> like maybe a better way so i do it makes sense for me, if I pick a small number of platforms, which for me it's really Slack, Drip and Moonclerk, and then sort of stripe, but you don't have to really touch Stripe. And and I'm just like, look, this is the horse I bet on. And I'm just gonna figure out how to really make it do everything it can do. And uh, and and that's just it. You know, like I don't I, I don't think Moonclerk's perfect. I really don't like where Drip's going, the direction they're going doesn't fit my business at all, but I know it. You know, I know how to use it and I've, you know, uh, figured out ways that it's fine. It's fine for me.
1: Well, it's one of those things where you get to the point, it's kind of like when my VA left. So you would, in order to revisit using one of those, something major would have to change.
0: Right. Like when Simplecast mm-hmm. changed the, completely rebuilt the interface, for example.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 But, but we're stuck you know. there. Like we, there's yeah. like,
0: it would be so, so hard to shift off. So basically... So if you, I think it would be insane to not leverage existing systems that are out there or platforms that are out there. So Slack is most of these things are really more platform than an app and, uh, but okay, whatever platform or app, if you, if you're going to leverage them, I'd be super choosy about what they are. And then once, once you do choose it, um, don't be switching all the time looking for a better one like that person in line at the grocery store it's like oh that line's shorter no that line's shorter No, that line's shorter it's like they all kind of stink in different ways like there's going to be problems with all of them yeah just pick Um, one right yeah just pick one and go with it and then it's and, and then it'll be fine you know probably unless they do like a massive overhaul like you know does sometimes happen
1: Well, or sometimes what can happen, this is what happened to me. So I use QuickBooks for my property business. Um, And I, I don't remember why. We use that, but there was a reason at the time with my accountant and my bookkeeper. Um, But I actually, you know, handle that one because it's so simple. And then FreshBooks, you know, kind of exploded. They had a problem this last year, and the problem coincided with my VA leaving. So I didn't quite understand what was going on. And what was interesting is I would go into QuickBooks and I wouldn't even be five minutes. It'd be two minutes. I'd hit click, 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 because the AI knew where things went and would do it automatically. And they would just show me the things that they didn't know how to match. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, that's this, that's this, boom, done. Fresh books, I had like, I don't know, pages and pages and pages of transactions that were messed up. And I'm <sighs> like, oh. oh and my soul I'm, just died. I know. I never would have thought about switching off fresh books, but I, I had this right in front of my face comparison where, (laughs) wait a minute, on QuickBooks, I can just do this. Now, FreshBooks has some other advantages. Um, If you want to track your time by the hour, they do that. But they do have a great invoicing system. Their invoicing system is really much better than QuickBooks for people Mm. like us. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was like, well, this is really interesting. So I could spend five minutes or I could spend five hours. (laughs) Hmm. Which would be better?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. If we zoom out to the big picture here, I think all the systems we're talking about are involve other people. Like there's there's people involved, right? Like like your customers your, and clients. And, clients, and, yeah, buyers. Right. So the other gravitational pull that systems can produce is that you, you've got all these other people involved. So if you have some kind of an ongoing thing like a community or uh, whatever it might be, the any changes to that are almost cultural you know they're like it's like a big deal yeah it's not like um i guess I, i don't know what you can do about it other than be super you know if you're in a situation or if we're if if we're talking about a gravitational pull of a system and you've got people in the system then you know, there, I don't think there's there's no like silver bullet to making changes to the system. It's going to have an even stronger gravitational pull for things to stay status quo. So when things do need to change, then I guess it's just you just need to know that there's got to be a there's got to be probably over communicate and really lead the change for the group yes. so that they're they're not feeling like. um they're not feeling like I felt when Simplecast redid the interface. <laughs> just like, like, what the heck is this? What? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, you know, because I'm, I'm merging a bunch of my Slack rooms. It's like Slack overload and I've got people in multiple rooms. And it's like, where, wait, where was that thread? It's just getting, it's gotten confusing uh, for everyone, not just me. And so it's a big undertaking. I just moved one, my smallest room into my biggest room like thinking like oh well mm-hmm. the number of people i need to move i'll move the least number of people the least active or either least number right. or least active i'll move that into the biggest room and I'll consolidate all into the one biggest workspace and i did a, i think i did a decent job communicating the shift to the people who were getting moved into the new slack i didn't spend as much time communicating to the people who weren't moving that mm-hmm. a bunch of new people were going to be showing up Uh, so i didn't think about that as much but what ended up happening was uh i did mention it in like a live call but i didn't i didn't really talk about it that much in the slack so if you weren't in the live call you might not have heard about it which is not great and i'll definitely do that better next time when i merge the next one Uh, but at least i only did one at first (laughs) but the so the thing is like when they when when you suddenly add 100 people to a slack room like you know, there's like a hundred, you know, like Bob, Bob just joined general, you know, it's like T- yep. T- Ted and 17 other people just joined general. It's like, bub, 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 and like the interface kind of blows up and I was like, oh, God, I forgot. I didn't even think of that. You know, yeah. I was kind of like yeah. people won't even notice. So it kind of doesn't matter. And so I said, oh, you know, you might notice that there's a bunch of an influx of, you know, maybe a hundred new people. Um, out of nowhere, here's where they're coming from. But, you know, I I only said that on the live call. So, you know, there's probably about, there's probably quite a few people who did not see the live call yet and were like, whoa, sales are going well.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I, I like the word cultural to describe that sort of thing because the way that we communicate with our people, especially when it's in a group, it, it becomes cultural. They, they create their own systems and expectations.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: maybe they check Slack once a day where they wouldn't otherwise because they're part of your program. Or they have 20 Slack channels and they have trouble remembering which one is yours. So they had this little thing that they did and you changed the logo in fact it yes. was funny i changed i was changing the slack logo for my group coaching the authority nation program and i was in the midst i had the new one ready and yeah. i took the old one off so we're talking like three minutes maybe somebody actually who <laughs> slacked me and went what happened where'd the yeah, logo yeah. go <laughs> yeah and it was like th- literally three minutes i, I actually love that that they noticed you no know, yeah. well that's good they're watching but yeah yeah it's the same yeah. thing
0: right like like how minor could that be i i you know earlier last year i changed the the color of the group coaching slack icon and and, and it is now known as the pink slack <laughs> it was like <laughs> people were like Ugh, what is that i don't like i like the the other one better i can't remember the old color it was a green i think and i always hated the green <laughs> and i switched it to my favorite color like my favorite magenta color and people were like my eyes <laughs> so i toned it down a little bit but now it's the pink slack so it's not. Part.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's those gentle. things are are important and yeah. it, and it's kind of like I mean I spent years doing, you know, big corporate change like mergers, acquisitions and spin-offs and it's you can't over communicate. In you those can't. situations. And it no, seems you ridiculous. You're like, oh, my God, I can't tell them I'm doing this like three different times. But they probably didn't see the first two or they yeah. saw one and they forgot. And so, you know, it's really, really critical, especially no when you have a community. change that's too minor. Yeah. There's yeah. no change that's yeah. too
0: minor. It's like it's just like tell them. keep. I mean, first of all, like it, it can give you good feedback. You know, like I had a, a I made what I consider to be a major improvement to um the way that the pat the archive of past questions was indexed, A huge mm-hmm. improvement. It was like a fair amount of work, and and instead of having like a pinned message in um, in a in a I can't remember what it was called uh, sessions channel or something like that. So I had a channel where I listed links to all the old sessions. So when someone new came mm-hmm. in, they would like be able to find you know they'd be able to go back in time and find you know old replays that they wanted to to see right and and so i made this it was clunky it was not great uh, it was right there which was nice but it was clunky so I was, so I was just i made this much better thing i told everybody about the new thing and there was some excitement around it i got some feedback that's another great reason to communicate it is you'll get like early feedback about like certain things whatever so so it drives the direction a little bit so people are more likely to adopt it and enjoy it in the future and then i archived the old channel and everyone was like where'd the old channel go and i was like well the new thing is like like the old channel but way better and they're like yeah but i i I use the old channel it's like well you can use this new thing now and they're like no but where's the old channel (laughs) i was like because i didn't say i was going to archive the old channel get rid of the old channel i was i just thought it was obvious yeah Um, and and maybe you know whatever it's just like
1: did you unarchive it
0: no because i didn't want to maintain it so i said look Mm -hmm. here's where i'm maintaining the list it's over here it's all automated it's it's much better um you guys all and gals all said you liked it so I am going to, I could, I think what I did was I left the old channel open, but I stopped updating it. And mm-hmm. then eventually as people, you know, eventually went to the the better way. I mean, there's a much better yeah. way yeah.
1: now. Yeah. Well, by yeah, by leaving them both open, you make it their choice, and but you're not updating it, so you're not adding yeah. to your work. Yeah. That would
0: have been a better that would have been a better way because then people would have would have sort of atrophied off the old. It's like oh, it's, it's not updating this anymore, but it's still here for reference. But yeah, I guess I then they start going there less because it's kind of dead.
1: I know, and... but as the owner of it, that feels so inefficient, doesn't I know, it? Exactly. That, and that's that's the challenge. Is and it's one thing if you've got you know if you've got five people in a group, it's probably not a big deal. If you have 500, it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, all the more reason to, yeah, pick the systems you want to invest in at the very beginning.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, I, that might be a, a good place to leave it. You know, it's like if, if you're creating systems for your internal processes, there's all of these sort of hidden gravitational, you know, this like inertial gravitational pull that kind of holds you in that place. But man, if you've got, people in the system and you try and change it oh so mm-hmm. it's like i I'm a, I'm a big fan of historically i'm a big fan of doing like a a, a giant change like here's a great new giant thing but that's been beaten out of me it's like it's like here's here's an incremental change for stuff that pe- where people are involved here's an incremental change let it sink in let people get comfortable another incremental change and and yeah and, Yeah, it's it it feels really inefficient, but, you know, it's it's not fun to be on the receiving end of like a giant change to a system that you're in, you know, that you don't have control over. It feels very like it feels like a rug pull.
1: Well, and I shouldn't say obviously, but especially if it impacts your business processes, but if it's impacting how you enjoy your time. Some of the programs we do are, I mean, people are learning, but they're enjoying the process. So if we take pleasure away, that's not so good either. That's not great. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah, it's really, I think, especially because we're soloists. So we tend to think, all right, let's do this the most efficient (laughs) way. Let's get it done fast. I mean, we're not a Fortune 500 company with, you know, 20,000 people we have to worry about. But the truth is we have an audience.
0: Yeah. One of our core strengths is that we can go fast yeah right but yeah. you still you, you, I, I like the way you put it you cannot over communicate when you're going to make changes and and like even as i'm saying that i'm like oh man i, I could be definitely better about that while well, i'm merging these slacks together so oh, I'll, we I'll all be could better about that
1: yeah
0: fun cool. all right folks yet another systems conversation i hope it's not boring <laughs> <laughs> we'll, you can let we'll us know a- on twitter
1: We'll have a more interesting one next week. And I, I'm only going to tease this. I'm not going to say who. Jonathan and I are doing our first joint interview as yeah. guests on another podcast. So yeah. we'll let you know more as we get closer.
0: Yeah, that's a first. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. That's gonna be, Yeah, it's going to be fun, too. The host is a hoot. Cool. All right, folks. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark.
1: And I'm Rochelle Moulton.
0: We hope you join us again next time for The Business of Authority. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.